Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following program is brought to you in living color. All right. Hi, uh, I'm Tony Gavarro, the Childhood Television, and this is another installment of This Week in TV History. You can read my blog at childhoodtelevision.blogspot.com, and that will appear at the bottom of the screen. And uh, you can listen to me on TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television, where my good friend Ed Robertson and myself and my wife, Donna Allen Figueroa, will talk about TV history, or we get to interview people who have made TV history. We got a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. Uh, but today, this is really the first time I've had a guest via Zoom do this with me, and I am thrilled because I don't want to say an old friend, but she is. A, yeah, a watch it, watch. <laughs> we, we've been friends for for a while. Yep. And and uh, this is my friend Diane Vincent. Say hi, Diane. Hi, everyone. Yeah, Tony and I go way back. We do go way back, and it's funny. We always talk about classic TV, or we talk about. I love Lucy especially, but it's always, did you see this documentary on uh, CNN, or did you see this program, or did you see this retrospective? And it's like, you know, we should actually just have this conversation and record it and make it a, an installment here. Love it. And, and, and the reason why I asked you, Diane, uh, is because uh, we are celebrating the 70th anniversary of I Love Lucy. Yeah. And, and you, have uh, made part of your career being Lucy Ricardo. Yeah, not for 70 years, though. Not for 70 but, years, but, no. But, but for a good long while, for 26 years and counting. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I started that, in 95, uh, you know, and uh, still going. That is still amazing. That That is, and it's That's to, a long time to meet a Benjamin, isn't it? <laughs> So, so you don't poop out at parties. I try and, not to poop out at parties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, and also, uh, you have just an amazing resume, both uh, on stage and on screen. I was looking at everything from uh, episodic television to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. and. Uh, oh, no, that's not me. That's not you? No, if you did an IMDb, the Tony, there, there, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, okay. Apparently, there's another... Believe it or not, another Diane Vincent. Um, but I will tell you, my my television appearances are minimal, right? I do, I've done a, a several episodic, guest star episodics, but it's been a long while because I, re, I shifted and refocused back to theater, which is my true love, my true passion. And, you know, it just pays like a hobby. But I love it. <laughs> I um I uh, have not focused on on camera for many years, so no, uh, but the Sergeant Pepper credit is not does not belong to me. Just so you know. So on your IMDb, you know, unfortunately, everything on my my IMDb is true. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. but, but uh, no, Check it out. no, it, but 
Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because every time I watch the uh, Tonys, there's always jokes about episodic television versus theater. Mm-hmm. And because the Tonys are, you know, theater on television, but there's always some joke about, oh, would you like to do theater or would you like to make money? Uh, <laughs> well, I've been fortunate to do both. I mean, I have made money in the theater. Um, I've had, you know, a, a, a long career of being a proud member of Actors Equity since 1988. And I've worked, I've done a lot of, you know, not production contracts yet, but I've done a lot of regional theater and have made between Lucy and, and live theater. I have, I've made a very good livelihood doing live performance, which I am, I'm very grateful for, you know, so, um, but again, uh, back to the TV stuff, uh, didn't focus on it. I, you know, I, if I told you my, my, my reel is on kinescope, would it give you an idea? <laughs> I, it's been a while <laughs> since I, <laughs> my last, my last uh, episodic was Scrubs. Okay. So we're, we're going back. Okay. We're going back a ways. But no, since I deal mostly in classic TV, Scrubs is still not yet. Not quite. I think it, not it's quite classic. I think it, I think it's brilliant, but I wouldn't call it classic just yet. Not, not yet. And, yeah. you know, I'm the type of person, I'm very conservative in the use of the word classic or, or the term groundbreaking. I think it gets overused a lot, and uh, yeah. you know. So um, I think one day I could say Scrubs is destined to be a classic, perhaps. Uh, but perhaps. Uh, but uh, yeah, I will. I, I you know, it, it's funny because shows like I Love Lucy. Yeah, you can say de- you can say classic and groundbreaking. But you've played Lucy Ricardo, but you didn't. You know, you're working with audiences or you know, individuals, and you are bantering with people who didn't get a script. And mm-hmm. you do all the routine. I imagine people come up to you and just go, vitamin of Benjamin, and just you know, oh, yeah. shout it out. All the buzz, all the catchphrases, you know, um, where's Ricky, you know, all these references. Um, and yeah, we work without a script. I work without a script. You know, I always say, oh, my writers, my writers aren't here anymore. So I'm, I'm on my own here. Um, but people will certainly want to connect with you immediately and they'll grab a a, a catchphrase or a honey I'm home or you know or you know all all those all those iconic sound bites um uh they will throw at me just to just to make that immediate connection and then we go from there you know and then you you also go to um I keep saying Jamestown which it is it's located Jamestown. Jamestown which is uh Lucille Ball's hometown correct uh, also Lucy Ricardo's hometown and uh West, the, James, the, West Jamestown, West which didn't exist, was Lucy Ricardo's hometown. Um, but yes, Lucille Ball, Jamestown, and I've been there 20, 25 times now. So there, you have a whole a whole facility dedicated to uh, I Love Lucy, uh, a theater, the Disney, the Disney Lou Theater, and a muse, the Museum of Comedy. Right. There's no Desi Lou Theater. It's called the Desi Lou Playhouse, which is oh. a, which is a walkthrough exhibit housing uh, replications of the sets, um, a lot of artifacts, memorabilia, you know, awards, costumes. So that's the Desi Lou Playhouse. There is a Lucille Ball Little Theater in town um, named after her, and she actually did perform in that theater before she came to Hollywood as a as a youngster. Mm-hmm. And then there's the National Comedy Center, which is this huge, multi-million dollar, extraordinary exhibit 
that was her dream to make Jamestown the epicenter of comedy, much like Cooperstown is to baseball. So Lucille's wish was to do that, and she did it, and it's now a tourist destination. People come from, well, people came from all over the world to attend the Lucy, Lucy Festival since 1991, but the National Comedy Center is fairly new. It's about five years now, and it is extraordinary, Tony. You've got to see it. If you, I, you, you, I've been wanting to, yeah. You need three days to see everything. It's just unbelievable. And we're talking about the history of comedy. So it's all that, all the way back to the silent era, up through, you know, you have George Carlin exhibit and Carl Reiner and on and on and on. And it's just something to behold. And it yes. was a real feather in their cap to make it happen. It, it was years in the making and it put Jamestown big time on the map. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, that uh, got to be in her hometown. I saw recently Louis Black, one of my favorite contemporary he's comedians. He's on the board. Yeah, he's on the board of the National Comedy Center. Yeah, I think it's amazing. You have people like him that are involved. Uh, yeah. You mentioned George yeah. Carlin. I know Kelly Carlin donated yeah. uh, a lot of uh, George Carlin stuff, archives. He did. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine, Josh Mills, is in charge of both the Ernie Kovacs and Edie Adams estate, and they have oh. brought stuff. Over there, I don't know if things are on loan or are things have been, you know, what's been donated. I know there's been stuff donated by the estate of Milton Berle and and uh, I'm sure Bob Hope as well. You mentioned Ernie Cove. I have a quick, quick little Edie Adams story for you. So several years ago, I was appearing at the at the Lucy back in those days. It was called Lucy Desi Days or the, just the Lucy Festival. Now it's called the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival. Anyway, I was there for the weekend and I do a lot of events. Um, ranging from trivia contests to live stage performances to, you know, um, appearances here and there. So one year, and they always try to bring in a headliner. And over the years, it's been many, many people who have worked with Lucille or who worked on the show. Sadly, we've lost a lot of these people. But one year, the headliner was Edie Adams, right? Wow. Well, she was scheduled to do the big event, the big Saturday night, eight o'clock at the Civic Center. Or the, it's called, actually, it's called the Reg Lanai Civic, Civic Center. It's their, big, it's their big theater in downtown. And uh, I, get, I, I arrive on, on a Wednesday. The festival starts on Friday. They call me in and they say, Diane, Edie Adams cannot make it. This is like a classic, you know, let's put on a show. Mm -hmm. So I had to literally in 24 hours come up with a, an hour show to uh, fill in for Edie Adams. So thankfully that particular weekend I had with me Melody Thomas Scott, who is a huge supporter of the museum and the festival, huge Lucille Ball fan. You know Melody Thomas Scott from um, Young and Restless? Anyway, mm -hmm. for you soap opera fans. She's a big diva on the show, like a Susan Lucci kind of. So it was her. She was in town for the weekend. Keith Thibodeau, the real little Ricky. Yeah. Bart Braverman, who played just uh, just that the you shine a shoe, I shine your shoe. So yes. he's, she's on my birthday too. Yeah. yeah, the little boy. He was there to do a Q and A, and then we had Wanda Clark, Lucille Ball's secretary. We had Elizabeth Edwards. Uh, there, uh, who was Lucy Arnaz's uh, first-hand assistant and has published 
several books on Lucille. And then um, Tom Watson, who was the president of the We Love Lucy fan club and also has written books and is responsible for the, the DVDs that we enjoy in color and uh, et cetera. So anyway, so we had all these people there. So what I did was, and I was also there with a very dear friend of mine, he's now passed away, uh, Dan Mojica. And he was just there as a guest that weekend. By the way, Dan, quick sidebar, put together many seasons of Grinchmas at Universal Studios that you and I have something in common. Yeah, we have, we have something in common. So, with that, yeah. Anyway, long story short, we had all these characters in town. So what we decided to do was put on a talent show and have all those people that I just mentioned as the, as the panel. So think of it like before American Idol. Mm -hmm. So they were, the, they were the judges and we used the audience. Melody and I did a whole Lucy and Ethel thing opening. We wrote this dialogue and it was very silly where Melody wanted to pretend she was Ethel. It was her dream to be Ethel Mertz. Anyway, can I tell you, the show was phenomenal. The audience, they got so into it. They got up and we'd say, okay, what is your talent? They say, well, I can, uh, you know, I can do bird calls or I can uh, mm -hmm. sing or I can do an Elvis Presley. Anyway, it was very impromptu, very spontaneous. The show ended with Keith Thibodeau playing the drums. It was phenomenal. I'm just telling you, this Lucy Festival, I could go on and I could talk for days about, weeks about my experiences at the Lucy Ball Comedy Festival. But that just gives you a little sample of what can happen in Jamestown. That that has been a trip I've been wanting to plan. I go to oh, New York City go. often, you and, but I do want to do. And I'm not a sports guy, uh, I, uh, you know. But I do want to see Cooperstown, and I do want to go to Jamestown. I do too. I do too. And it's it's you know, and and up there, you know, enjoy some Seneca apple juice and some Genesee beer and and other. There is so much to New York State, that, and especially that part beautiful. of the state. It is. It's beautiful. It is, yeah. Yeah, she lived, you know, Jamestown is by Lake Celeron and Chautauqua Lake. It's absolutely gorgeous. No, I've, I've driven up there so many times. I mean, and there's so much going on there. And, and, and people have a very uh, specific view of, of New York, which is Manhattan. And, I mean, I could spend a lot of time there, too. And I love going there. But there's so much of New York State, up, especially up, especially that area, between Corning, Elmira, Bath, all that. The wine country up there is pretty phenomenal too. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm saying that as a Californian, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing. But I mean, it's just you know we get started over here, and we're just kind of going with the legacy of I Love Lucy. I mean, it is. I mean, we could probably spend ten hours talking about the three camera method that Desi came up with, or the idea of filming the show so you had uh, something of really good quality that could be seen over and over again. I don't think Desi necessarily saw streaming services or Blu-ray discs in people's home, but he wanted something of quality. Yep. And then, you know, it, you know, so much of that legacy is the behind the scenes stuff and trying to get this show together, mm -hmm. uh, which is just as important as Vitamina Benjamin or uh, yeah. having, uh, you know, having a pie thrown at William Holden at the Brown Derby. Uh, which is one of my favorite. I get this asked this question a lot, you know, what's your favorite episode? And I have many, as many of the diehard fans do, you know, putting aside the obvious ones, grape stomping, candy factory, Vitamita. I have to go with LA at last. 
um, mm -hmm. with William Holden, just because scene for scene from the top of the episode to the end, scene for scene, there's so many gems, there's so many wonderful things that happen. And then um, I love the operetta. I know, because I'm a musical theater girl, so I love the show that goes wrong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love, love Ethel's hometown. Again, the show that has to go on, but there's antics going on behind her. Mm -hmm. um, and I've recreated that one on stage quite a bit. Uh, I love um, uh, um, the ballet, you know. So I, I have so many favorites. It's hard to pick, but. Yeah, it, it, you know, somebody was asking me, it's so hard to pick an episode because I just, I, I look at that mo as moments. Yes. I, I love the moments, and I love, you know, the scene at the, the Brown Derby, and, you know, I also just love seeing the the Pontiac convertible down the 101, uh, you know. Oh, yes. yes. You know, in the opening of that episode, because you never see the 101 that empty, uh, at least in our <laughs> lifetime. Uh, but you, you, you have the moment in the Brown Derby, uh, you have the moment where she lights her nose on fire. Uh, so, you know, you, ha you have moments like that, but just, um, but, uh, one of my favorite, you and I have talked about it when, uh, when, when they're in Paris and Lucy gets arrested for counterfeiting. Yeah. Oh, uh, and that, uh, that, oh, I know what moment you're going for. The translation. Yeah. Yes. Oh, brilliant. And you know, who's brilliant in that scene is Desi. Yes. He, he, I mean, the man was we can talk for days about how brilliant he was and what a, you know, a pioneer and genius and it never would have happened without him. But his acting was, he never got an Emmy. You know, he, can you believe that? I just don't think the man in his lifetime was honored and recognized uh, for, you know, for what he did as an actor. You know, we can talk for days about his producing and his savvy and his, you know, just ingenuity. But I think he was a wonderful actor, you know? I, I think he, he proved it also in the long, long trailer. Uh, people, talk, people who studied uh, comedy talked about how his, his work with props, especially that, the shower in the trailer. Oh, and yeah. They said, you know, he said he doesn't get enough credit for uh, that. No, but and he, where did that come from, right? I mean, he, Lucille obviously had some training and worked with, you know, Buster mm -hmm. Keaton and, this and that and the other, and, and Alila Rogers, she, she did have training, but Desi was just raw, just, it was just raw and natural, and where did it come from? And I think, I, I think a lot of it is because you look at, like, the Marx Brothers, who Lucy worked with. Yeah, all of the Marx And especially Larry, Larry had a musical background, all of the Marx Brothers had a musical background, yeah, and I think that had an influence, the rhythm and timing in their comedy, and Desi's background in music I think also must have had his sense of rhythm, timing, and what worked. Good point. Good point. Uh, because yeah. I would I would hear people bring that up, and I remember it being brought up a, a couple of times with, uh, especially Harpo and Chico, that you know that musical background, that sense of timing was always That's perfect. And, and I think you know you probably know a lot of musical theater people that when they're doing comedies, that man, their timing is spot on, especially if they're doing physical stuff. Well, look at Carol you know, Burnett. I mean, there's a perfect yeah. example of, of her musicality, which is terrific, and then her natural sense of comedy. Yeah. It, yeah, I never really thought of it that way, Tony, but I think that's a really... Uh, yeah, I think there, there, I think that probably has some origin to it. 
Uh, I had heard stories and then I've heard contradictory stories that, you know, Lucy, you know, was very good at following the script and taking direction, but she didn't necessarily know if something was funny. And a lot of times uh, her writer, the one female writer, Madeline Poole Martin, uh, you know, would have to physically, you know, she would have to yeah. be the guinea pig to see if the bit worked. That's right. Or Lucy does it so she could see it. Oh, okay. Or it's just, trust this, this is going to be funny. And then doing the show before live audience, she was confirmed right. that That's this right. was funny. Um, I also heard that Lucy uh, Arnez inherited uh, her father's sense of timing and, and, uh, that's kind of the musicality, uh, sure. but I think Lucy, yeah, Lucy was such a perfectionist, and it's like you know, and she took direction very well. Said, so "Do this; it will be hysterical," and she did it. And it, you know, you yeah, know, I think so much stuff exceeded expectations. For sure, and 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 what she she would say, or what she's quoted as saying, is, "I'm not funny. What I am is brave." Yeah. And another quote, I believe, was, I, "I'm not funny. I I I um." I'm not a funny person. I just do funny things or something like that. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the exact quote. Which, but, um, but I would also remember Lucy in the later years being on a talk show as a guest. Uh -huh. And her timing and her wit was always spot on. Yeah. You know, her sitting, you know, with the limitations of basically being on a sofa, you know, next to a person at a desk, whether it was Johnny Carson or Joan Rivers or, or Dick Cabot, I thought her, her ability to do just witty banter was... But she was really good at that. Mm -hmm. I mean, she really did have a chance. And, you know, I think it also helped that she comes on stage. Everybody loves her. Sure. Uh, yeah. But she, I thought she was very good at that. But the physical stuff that she oh. did. Yeah. Uh, especially stuff she did with Vivian Vance. I mean, mm -hmm. just the I gags. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, you talked, yeah, Desi in that translation scene, which I thought was brilliant. Brilliant. To have all those different languages go and... You know, to take it to that farcical extreme was just so much fun. But yeah. then she has the moments calling Ricky in the hotel and saying, I'm at the Bastille. You know, it's like, <laughs> it was, or thinking I'm she's so being funny. arrested for, what? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, um, just um, her thinking that she's arrested because she put ketchup on escargot. Right, uh, <laughs> right. And we're going to pause right here, but we'll have more TV history right after this message. <laughs> 